With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello here and welcome to this edition of the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus says we are in the dog days of the offseason, guys. It's going to be a long offseason. I, I just think, um, you know, not a lot of things moving, but there are still questions about the staff. We're taping this show Wednesday, so, um, you know, there could be some things that shake out here later in the week. Um, but I don't think a lot has changed on one front. I think we all would agree that Mike Dawson's coming back to be the outside linebackers coach. Um, I, and this is something I, I said in the chat and, and writing in 321. I don't know if there's going to be a whole lot of other movement on this staff. Now, the one in, interesting component that we have to watch out for is special teams. What will Nebraska do with special teams, guys? Because it's my understanding Mike Dawson is only going to be the OLB's coach. Um, so I think there's a lot of different avenues that they're exploring, um, and, and that might be one of the, the delays on why they haven't really made an announcement yet. Yeah, and it's interesting because they can go a few different routes with that, but I think there's zero question that that is an area that um, needs some pretty uh, locked-in oversight. Uh, I don't think this is something where you just tack that on as um, you know one of three responsibilities for one coach along with their position group and recruiting. So um, I, I think that they need a dedicated special teams coach in some capacity. Now, uh, is that going to be in the form of some sort of analyst position or are they going to be a full-time special teams coach or, or how they're going to do that? But um, Nebraska special teams have been a liability, uh, to say the least, over the last few seasons. And that has to get fixed if they're going to be competitive in the Big Ten because they're already walking such a fine line right now in trying to keep up with the Joneses in this league uh, to where you can't have the third element uh, be you know detrimental the way it has been. So I'm very curious to see what specific route they go towards handling that because there's no doubt it needs improvement yeah it definitely needs improvement and and you you have to have some sort of expert there i think i um you know we we saw the dedicated special teams coordinator only (laughs) position kind of fail under riley um and and we've seen pretty much every which every other which way you could do it um you know some successful some not successful so i i don't know uh how they're gonna attack this but yeah it does seem like dawson's not gonna be um, handling a lot of those duties. So I don't know if you split it up amongst the staff or if you have a, a dedicated person or an analyst or, or what uh, kind of handling that type of stuff. But that is, that's probably, I think, the biggest question now. I mean, we're familiar with Dawson and what he can do. Obviously, we know he can coach outside linebackers because uh, he's done it at the highest level. He's done it at, at other spots or other stops in the, in the past. But um, you know, who is going to be the special teams guy and, and how are they going to handle that? I, I think that's, to me at least, that's the biggest question uh, about the staff changes. Well, and if they go analyst route, basically a pseudo 11th coach more or less, um, and I, I think that's the direction it's going right now, If just from the people I've had conversations with, 
um, what are you allowed to do? Like what, I mean, how much, and, and Nate, you might know more about this than other, I mean, I, I think there's obviously some restrictions and, and field access and things that you have to be careful with. But in the SEC, it's a very common thing uh, to, to go this direction uh, because it is tough for a position coach to also do that at the same time. And um, I'm guessing that there aren't very many of the position coaches right now stepping up that say, hey, I want to do the special teams too. No. Yeah, I mean, that was that was kind of the, the kiss of death probably or – or one of one aspect that that kind of did Javon DeWitt in, uh, or maybe one reason why he decided to look elsewhere for work. But um, as far as I understand it, if you're an analyst, you can be heavily involved in the game planning and the prepping and everything. Kind you can of be, meet with players. Meet right? with players. You can do all of that behind the scenes, but you're availability and your access and, and your the type of interactions you can have with players on the football field is is pretty limited still and uh, I know KU got popped um, you know I think just just this past year having some you know interns or analysts or whatever be extremely involved in practice and actually on the field coaching at practice um, and and so you have to be careful with you know how you how you handle that as far as I understand it um, so I mean that now the analyst position that has been a, a kind of a, a role that has really changed a lot just see here over the last couple of years but especially over the last you know five plus years but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see you know if that is the route they go you know just how much that person can actually do on the on the field and the NCAA I mean I think people would like to see them I'll put a cap on this but then you run into fair employment deals here and and you know job situations where you can't deny a guy right to work um, and, and that's why there is no cap so it is a huge advantage for the Big Ten and the SEC if this is the route Nebraska goes that you essentially can hire guys like Frank Verducci right now who's a former coordinator in, in the Division One ranks and you have other guys on the staff that have been coordinators at the FCS levels um, that are behind the scenes and um, I, I just get the sense that's the direction this is probably going uh, with special teams. And, um, you know, maybe that's what's holding things up um, as a Wednesday here, why we don't really know, um, even though the coaching staff is going out on the road here any day. Well, even with the, you know, maybe limited on-field work they can do, uh, just game planning and coordinating you know, all the, the redshirt stuff. I mean, all that stuff that was on these coaches' plates week in, week out, you remove that and just allow some analyst, even if he's not on the practice field every day, to handle that. That is such a weight off of the rest of the staff. And I mean, the on-field stuff you can you know handle as a staff as long as uh, you know you have one guy kind of just running the show a little bit. And um, the, another example of you know people utilizing that analyst position is uh, you know Nebraska basketball. Fred Hoiberg. He's got Bobby Lutz, a longtime former head coach, uh, who's now on the sideline, basically just helping out uh, and he's on the bench and he makes six figure money right? yeah and i mean they're, they're paying him like a coach he has just as much input as, as a coach the only thing he doesn't do is go out and recruit so uh, i think that's a i mean it's not goes beyond just football that that analyst role i mean there's so much wiggle room there and a lot of different things you can uh, capitalize on that is you're kind of a fool not to take advantage of that yeah i mean those guys could definitely draw things up and and meet with people meet with the coaching staff meet with the players behind the scenes um, I think the, basically just the only thing that's really limited is is how much you can act, what type of interaction, I guess I should say, you can actually have with the players on the field during practice. Now, if it is just Dawson coming on as the only coaching movement, are you guys surprised by that? I mean, did you think that maybe we'd see another piece or two move on and 
we still don't know. There could be some assignment duty changes and titles handed out as well um, as, as a part of, of this release that we're expected to get maybe by the end of the week. Well, yeah, rumors are still running rampant. Uh, maybe they've toned down a little bit, but I think a lot of people are expecting there to be some more shakeups, um, you know, especially on the offensive end. Uh, and you know, we'll see what happens over the next few days. But um, you know, the fact that you know Dawson is coming back certainly didn't catch anybody by surprise. Continuity is such an important thing for Frost. Uh, the fact that a guy that was with him since day one at UCF uh, has been at Nebraska, it would be about as seamless of a transition as you could possibly look for. Uh, so kind of a no-brainer there. But um, yeah, with the rest of, with the rest of the stuff, you know that. Those rumors were flying, and I guess they still are uh, as as of taping. Uh, so I think, yeah, a lot of people expected there to be more. And if there's not, I think that'll be just as much of a surprise as there would be with any uh, potential shakeup. Well, I can tell you the whole staff has been up in, in the offices. I mean, there's, so there's been no – you know, it's it's obvious when there's meetings and recruiting going on and a guy's missing. You kind of know at that point what's going on. And I can tell you right now everyone's up there. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's kind of where things stand. Nate, anything to add? I just it's it's always fun um or I'm, I guess <laughs> from fun. our perspective yeah. I don't know <laughs> if it is for for the coaches but um yeah a guy like Mickey Joseph has been hired 10 different times already um and so there's always <laughs> tons Bob, of rumors Bob Davey. yeah Bob Davies getting his cable installed and so uh there's always a ton of rumors that fly around this time of year whenever there is uh, shake up or potential that someone's moving or Tosh Lapoy came here yeah, exactly. at Edward Geron. Yeah, Edward Geron uh, interviewed for the D line job and uh, or, or whatever. Yeah, it's it's always the the amount of rumors that that start to fly around anytime there's uh, any type of movement or or a change of responsibilities is pretty interesting. Well, hopefully we'll know more here soon. We come back. Uh, the the way too early top 25s have started to make their way out, and it doesn't look good for Nebraska's schedule. We'll discuss that next here. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.